0: goes another 20-year-old Holy shit, I hate those guys got 20 year those guys. Somebody help these 20-year-olds It's time to figure it out, Ricky beer. Don't touch me Don't touch me Don't fucking touch me If you've got the time We've got the
1: beer Miller beer Woo! We're on too many jams it's a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we shed some light on those things that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. A uh, huge episode right now. One,
0: we're outside, so if you hear background noises, I just heard a car chime. I'm hearing some conversations. Mm-hmm. Wait, can we, get a, can we get a quick sound check? Oh, or a sound speed? Sound speed?
1: Yep. Woo! There we go.
0: It helps me line up the audio. I just see these, like, the spikes. spikes. Also, we're <laughs> nice. in
1: di- we're in director chairs right now, so uh Action. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> safe to say. Big episode. We today we are joined by good friend Eric Cohen, as well. Um his roommates are sitting close by. As well, his roommate and partial roommate, I guess. SJ and Ruth. Um <laughs> Roommate and girlfriend. Yeah, roommate and girlfriend. And, and Baby and the Dog. Cannot forget about Baby and the Tutu.
0: Can we bring uh baby is fifteen today and she doesn't look a day over thirteen. Can we get it? She is in a 2-2. Let's get her in the camera here. Let's see. Oh.
1: Kind of like kind of like Tom Cruise in uh, Mission Impossible last night. You know, we were... <laughs> Do you guys know how old Tom Cruise is? He's 56. He doesn't look a day older than... Like 53. <laughs> 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 we were watching that movie last night. You seen it? The new Mission Impossible? Make sure you get the mic up there.
2: The, uh... I think it's it came out in theaters a while ago, or the one that like just came out.
0: It's got some like nuclear name. It's like Fallout or like Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah, something I don't I've know. seen
2: it. Yeah, he looks great. <laughs> um, he's taking good care of himself does all his own stunts? <laughs> yes, he
1: does. Robbie was, I was asking that last so. time. I was I was kind of joking. I asked that question last time like, do you think he does all his own stunts? And then In fact, he does. He does do it. At the ripe age of 56 he said, 55 or 56? 56. Okay. Yeah. So so
0: baby technically in like human years is like a solid hundo right now. 105. Mm-hmm. And look at that little oh, cutie <laughs> wearing a badass spiked collar. Um, but yeah, we're on a patio right now. We're in, uh, what, Bellwoods? Is this, Is that the area what Bellwoods it's called? Area. Yeah. Yep. beautiful Bellwoods right there. Beautiful home you guys have. Oh, Good jump, baby. For 105, <laughs> that was a hell of a jump. Um, we're in Bellwoods right now. Very nice house and uh, interesting guest. We're going to do it again where I have no idea. I literally don't even know what you do for anything. For fun, for work, Noth- nothing like that. Robbie kept me Enjoyment, in the dark. so pleasure. I'm going to be... <laughs> For <laughs> pleasure, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Um, it's, it's, all, it's all gonna be fresh. um it, well, I, I like the style. I, you've been booking the guests.
0: I've been doing the editing, and I just yeah. get to come in and like learn fresh. Uh, it works,
1: and but, I get to catch up with buds.
0: With buds. <laughs> so while uh, you didn't, you you were asking what this podcast is about, and like what what things we should talk about, and we started saying it's. Uh, you know it's it's about figuring your life out like we didn't know what we wanted to do that's what we started the podcast for it's like an accountability project there's so many decisions you have to make and it's so crucial in this this age that we get kind of paralyzed by it um and you mentioned well we'll get into your story we want to hear you know from the start from from high school uh your pathway but you also just mentioned you don't have social media
2: yeah that's right uh i um i never had instagram I, uh, at one point I was a big Twitter user, uh, loved Twitter. And then, uh, I think I found at a certain point it was, uh, it was a bit anxiety inducing. And I think, uh, like the whole, like Trump election kind of had something to do with that. Like I found, that uh, it wasn't as fun as it used to be. And I'd open it and there just seemed like there was a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff coming at you at once and a lot of, like, very concerned people, and I just I didn't think it was it was that productive and I also realized too that uh like there's at any given point there's a lot of stuff going down in the world, and like you don't need to be on top of everything. it's fine, like the world doesn't move as quick as Twitter uh leads you to believe it is, and so if you read uh little bit of news and you listen to a bit of news I think that's plenty and so it was just it was too much and I guess in an effort to kind of pare down my life even more and to simplify it and just um, sort of declutter my mind a bit I, uh, I got off of it and I guess like the only social media I still have would be Facebook and that's just for f- events and like exactly for
0: events and catch for it up with your high school crush <laughs>
2: That's right. Just keep tabs on some people. It's good to have uh, and uh, Facebook Messenger uh, with that. But more or less, I'm pretty much uh, a ghost on social media, and I'm fine with that. Uh, I have a lot of good friends in my life, and the people that care about me, they're uh, they understand what's going on, and they know what's happening in my life. And people that are not as much in my life, I don't, I don't need. You don't them need to see
0: them on a boat posting booty pics, like. I've we're, actually
1: contemplated that recently, about deta- detaching myself a little bit from No, I need you so on there. Sh- we got to get from famous. From so sh- <laughs> um, social. No, I, but I've never heard... Twitter
0: is not big. Um, with, uh, with, with our c- age. With our age. Or, or our friend group. E- even Canadians in general. And I've understood why t- uh, Instagram gives anxiety because you literally see pictures and and videos of people having like the times of their lives. And you're like sitting there hungover on a Saturday on your couch. like that That... I could see the unhappiness there but I didn't realize that Twitter would lead to anxiety and stuff but it's like a different type of anxiety it's like the negativity of Twitter and like how kind of toxic it is right now was making you feel weird
2: yeah no absolutely it was um, it it was just like everything seemed like super urgent and super pressing and um, there was It just seemed like most of the stuff I was reading was kind of negative things that either Trump was doing in the US or just other other things that were not going well there wasn't like a ton of positivity in it and I realized too like what what good does like knowing this information do like a lot of it is not actionable information it's happening in a country that I don't even live in where I can't really help influence that and I like so I, I have to drive to work now and I'll I'll often listen to CBC Radio. Wow! And what? Wh- how old are you, dude? <laughs> I I just turned uh, just <laughs> turned twenty nine. <laughs> a CBC
0: positive over here, twenty nine. Yeah,
2: 29. <laughs> yeah we, we we do like the CBC. SJ and I we bond over many things, but our love of CBC Radio is one of
0: <laughs> You're them. We talk at AM here like yeah. 29 going on 53 Na- 99.1 on the dial
3: metro mornings it, yeah it, like when matt i get,
2: galloway big well, matt galloway fan when i
0: get in the car after my dad's been in it it's 680 on like volume 30 <laughs> talk oh, yeah. radio you know what i mean it's funny you say that travis
2: because um growing up uh, my dad used to drive me to hockey all the time he was the trainer on the team so he'd come to every game and he would crush uh uh, 680 news oh yeah and it's a tough listen if you're going for like more than an hour because uh it's got like a 15 minute tight loop and <laughs> it's just repeating the same news I know. and i tell my dad that i'm like how about we uh mix in some music he's like no no we're gonna listen to 680 like settle in so i, f-
1: I feel like it's a rite of passage once you become a dad like the minute you become a dad you start listening to talk radio yeah am the so second the baby my dad born. loves it too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> po- po- no, I think
0: podcasts will be the new dad thing because, like, we all listen to podcasts in the car when I was commuting and stuff. I yeah. could see myself like putting on podcasts that m- like my kids would hate in the car, and also rap because I listen to garbage rap music. And you I don't listen think that's, some
1: trash music, and I don't think that's gonna stop when I'm a father. <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna be in the car like listening to like Lil Pump. You know what I mean? <sighs> it's obviously, not the explicit version. I'm not a psychopath, but um, but let's talk about I, I what I liked what you said about Twitter is that this anxiety and this that you didn't have to know about all this stuff and keep up with everything going on in the world it did n- no benefit for you I think that's the exact same feeling for a lot of people with Instagram is you don't need to know how the highlight reels of all these people you don't need to and in, in reality if you just focused on yourself um, you'd be a lot happier so it, it's the same sort of reflection on both those apps like if you just were like Oh, okay, cool. Like you're on a private jet, like amazing for you, but I don't need to know when you're literally like. If you have a thousand friends on Instagram, there's always somebody on a yacht. But it's nice to know that you have
1: access to it. It's nice so
0: you have that a- you can see it exactly. So it's it's the same sort of sentiment. Uh, it's it's cool to say you're the second guest now that has no social media. And who was so, who was the other one? It was um, Mateo uh, Wiley. Oh yeah yeah. I, I say last that. names first and the first names. It's a new thing. <laughs> um, but. Uh, We'll see. As long as you guys don't, like, end up being, you know, I don't know, like, you don't end up being, like, a serial killer or something, like, I think it's, we'll see how it pl- plays out for you guys, you know?
1: I, th- I think the only time I've been on Twitter recently was when, uh, when I, when I see, like, Donald Trump, he drops a new nickname, which occasionally cracks me up. He's a but. comedian. I actually
0: <laughs> think he's a comedian, like, in a good way. Like, I'd listen to his set. But let's, let, let's get into you. Um, let's kind of, uh, we only, we only have so much time, so... Let's maybe start with a little preview of what you do now to to afford you this amazing Bellwoods lifestyle and house here, supporting baby place. Um, And then we'll go back to how you got here and like kind of the decisions along the way.
2: Yeah, well, baby um, does have a crippling gelato addiction, which is (laughs) quite expensive, Uh, and uh, she just crushed some uh, raspberry uh, gelato called uh, Dogwoods. uh, (laughs) They have different flavors of Dogwoods. They just have the one for now, but I think Baby eats enough of it that maybe they'll support bringing in a second flavor. Uh, it is her 15th birthday, so she eats and does what she wants. And she's 15, uh, so she's earned it. But yeah, Baby, uh, Baby's not cheap, so uh, <laughs> I hold down three jobs right now to support Baby. Uh, is she my dog? No. Does she command most of my income? Yes. Uh, that's fine. Uh, she's a great dog. <laughs> I, uh, so to answer your question, I, uh, I currently work in real estate development, and uh, I'm doing a, a two-year rotational program there. Cool. And so it's the first time that they they've offered it. Uh, so the company is Madammy Homes. Ever mm. heard of it? Yeah. I if think you I'm live wondering. if you live out in the suburbs, like chances are know you, you've gone through Madammy Homes community, and uh, they're getting more into the downtown core as well. So they're doing. A lot more
1: high-rise projects. In Are they one of the, the biggest?
2: Mid-rise? Probably. They're the biggest developer in
1: Canada. Yeah. In Canada, wow. No, yeah. they're huge they're, uh, yeah. by a, by a big, big margin. Yeah. yeah.
0: You can tell by the size of the the Mattamy Homes guys or family uh, cottage in Muskoka, if you've ever seen it. No. Yeah. It's a palace.
1: Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can
0: imagine. <laughs> it's <an> absolute palace.
2: <laughs> P- PG's done okay. Peter Gilligan.
0: <laughs> Are you personal friends
2: with uh, Pete? Uh, I have met Pete and it was a nice (laughs) exchange Uh, still early days in our relationship but uh, from what I can tell very great guy Uh, and uh, so yeah I I, am I'm I guess one year into to that program so I started there uh, last May and uh, it's been great Uh, first time they've offered it and they hired actually myself and two other uh, Ivy classmates which is nice so I uh, I went in knowing a couple of people uh, which helps and uh, actually my cousin who I'm quite close with he, he works at the company too so it wasn't uh, it wasn't too hard of a transition jumping into it and what
1: are you doing there exactly
2: uh, so right now I work with the high-rise team yeah doing a land acquisition uh, activity uh, so I'll be doing that until uh, till early August and then I'm gonna be coming down the corporate office in Toronto, and in uh, and doing marketing, uh, doing sales and marketing uh, for three months. So it's it's pretty cool. Like it, uh, it the job never gets stale. Um, I'm. It's basically like I start a brand new job uh, every three months, and which has its highs and lows. Like it's. Like almost like starting at a new school, like the first week or two, no one really knows you. And like to them, you might as well be like a brand new hire to mad at me. Yeah. But I'm like, guys, like I've been here a year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I am not, I'm not a rookie at this company. Like, yes, I'm a rookie to your team. But for a lot of people, I mean, because I'm bouncing around, they have three offices in the GTA. They have an office in Milton, one out in Vaughan. And then they have the corporate office, which is right downtown at the TD tower there. Uh, that I'm new to their team and so it's been it's been good I've had to learn like to kind of like quickly assimilate with uh, with a new team and uh, to just like try to add value as quickly as possible and not be a leech in a sponge and just there to like learn their craft and then move on but to actually help them out and add some value because it takes a lot of time to like bring somebody up to speed
0: so do you do you, you said you enjoy your job like you truly enjoy what you do your your thoughts about what you do when you get up in the morning. Uh, we hear from a lot of people stuff like, oh, like I gotta go to work and like this Sunday sucks and a lot of people have issues with it for whatever reason. It's probably social media is a big part of it. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, but what is your, like, what is your kind of... Hopefully the mics, <laughs> hopefully the mics aren't as like... They're calling for on, baby. Um, what's your, so like... Your satisfaction. Like how do you, if you are satisfied, how do you get there? Were you always satisfied along this journey? Like h- how do you kind of feel about that? The way things are going right now?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I certainly have like better days at work and worse days at work. Right. I think like anyone, you have good days and bad days. Uh, I remember I had a boss, uh, in my previous company. He told me something that was like pretty insightful. He was like, listen, like that's, that's life. Like you're going to have, bad moments and good moments. He's like, just hope that you have uh, more good days than bad days. Uh, So I think kind of that mentality helps. And I think like another thing too is that like, yes, like sometimes like work is hard and it's tiring and you have to like, there's stuff that you have to like kind of grind through or like you're kind of pushing yourself, but I also think like the alternative of like, A, like not having any job is what is f- is 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 a, is a <laughs> bit tough uh, like we had we had friends in the nba program who until recently um uh had, had a tough time landing a job yeah and it's funny like i think when you're working and you're doing like the nine to five grind and you're getting up early and you're putting in like a good shift every day like sometimes like that seems heavenly like the ability to just like watch Netflix all day. But I'll tell you what, like if you were to watch Netflix all day for a week, all of a sudden like Netflix is terrible. And so
1: I think Being just busy is better than not being busy.
2: 100%. And if you have like a hard day at work and you come home and like you have some time to chill out and have dinner and like throw on the Leafs game, that is so much more pleasurable because of what you had gone through during the day. So I think you need that yin and the yang. The weekend is is sweet because you- put in like a good honest week of work. And so I think just recognizing that like life is a lot about balance yeah. and you're not going to enjoy your leisure time if all of your time is leisure time. And in terms of work too, like they're paying me, they're paying me good money. And so like my expectation is not going to be that it's always roses and that it's always like the best thing in the world. Like I'm getting paid for a reason to add some value to the company. And, and like, it's, it's not, I'm not going to a hobby. I'm not going to go play sports. Like I'm there. They're giving me money in exchange for me, like doing the best job that I can do. Yeah. So I think it's a lot to answer your question. I think a lot of it comes down to your attitude and your mindset. Like if you come into work and like you think that you're underpaid or like you just get salty and bitter at the company. Cause it's like, why haven't I been promoted yeah. this and that? Like, I think you're gonna have a really shitty day and it's hard to do it's hard to do anything well if you're in a bad mood if you're happy and you have like a positive mindset everything you do is a
0: phenomenally easier we had do. a huge combo on this yesterday morning
1: yeah we talk about this all the time I mean like you're preaching the choir here with like balance and positive mindset and uh, it's it's something we talk about quite often. There, yeah.
0: there's a that's a huge part of this podcast, and it's we do find ourselves uh, chatting with a lot of people like yourself that uh, on a different path than us. But what we've noticed, and what this podcast has shown us, is the similarities among everyone, and it all comes back to mentality. No matter what you're doing, and even uh, even people that are like us doing a, a non-traditional pathway, or people like yourselves, mentality and your attitude is is the only thing that's been kind of affecting their satisfaction and uh we saw a cool video the other day and it was a bunch of it was a bunch of millionaires. there's a whole conversation going on behind us do you hear that right now on the street like literally is that a fight or are they like happy let's take a quick peek
1: Is it like a, th- is it like just a, I think it's just neighbors. Neighbors, and it like
2: looks like it might be a gardening related talk. Oh, a little they're garden they're party right. around I some plants. I think it's plants. a
3: competing
0: podcast. <laughs> a competing podcast is <laughs> yeah. going on. at yeah. Yeah. rivals down below. Bellwoods is a podcast heavy area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as a producer, she might have to go like bounce that podcast. Yeah, go. I'll thrash
3: him or something. I'll go uh, throw baby go, go trap house <laughs> on them, SJ. <laughs> yeah. <I'll laughs>
0: we have the higher get ground so we don't trap us on them <laughs> no, no ground peasantry over here this no. podcast is elevated at we'll least just, 12, we'll 12, 5th, 12 to 15 we feet we can
2: rain Miller
1: highlight <laughs> on the. them we'll yeah, cyber can I them. just say
0: first that this, po- this podcast is sponsored by True History Beer but uh, we're drinking Miller right now because uh, True, True History, History hasn't landed their product yet yeah. Uh, very soon but soon so thanks we'll Miller for some updates. keeping us hydrated in the meantime but true history you always have our hearts but we were
1: as well I finally wore my bracelet oh today. yeah and
0: we're also sponsored by Riss and Rye it's uh, my jewelry company and he's got
1: none on. <laughs> I've, I've, I finally wore it today um, I always I always throw out my wrist but I never have any odd it'd be like sponsorship <laughs> there's what, nothing there <laughs> it's
0: what paid for all this equipment and paid the bills so shout out to them if you like the podcast get a little bracelet for yourself but back back to uh, back to the episode Uh, We're on. So we saw this video and it was with millionaires and uh, minimum wage employees. And it was a conversation. It was like a, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but it was like, what they do is they ask questions and there's like six people there. And if you agree with the question or the statement, sorry, you come forward and you talk about why you agree. And then right after uh, the people that disagree come forward and say why they disagree. And uh, it was really cool listening to people that are uh, entrepreneur millionaires or business owners and minimum wage employees and how Uh, the one question they asked they're like if you could do you believe that if you work hard enough anyone could become successful and the people that came forward and agreed uh, it was a mix between minimum wage employees and millionaires it wasn't just like the millionaires like obviously like look at us Um, and they were like yeah I I do truly believe it and then during the disagreement portion some people came up and they're like no it's not true it's like you need to have connections you need to have money like not everyone can make it And, uh, it was a minimum wage employee and a millionaire that were like, no, like you're, you're wrong. Like it's, it's all mentality. It's, I, uh, I had no connections when I was starting. I, I all I did was go to events every day until I met those connections. Like, and the only difference, and then the one guy was like, yeah, but okay, you work hard and everyone works hard, but sometimes your businesses still fail. And what happens to those people? And he goes, I literally think the only difference between people that work hard and get successful and people that work hard and don't get successful is the mentality. That's the only difference maker, and it's basically – If your mentality is you believe that you deserve it and you you this is your path and that you can do it truly you believe that your mentality is there then you make the decisions you make the risks you you move at the right time whereas somebody that works their ass off and doesn't have the right mentality can flounder cannot take that that leap and stuff and I think mentality is the only difference maker between the minimum wage employees that were happy with what they were doing, and the ones that were unhappy were, they were just like, no, like, I'm happy. I'm, I'm working a minimum wage job, but I am helping people at a shelter, and this is what I love, and like I couldn't be happier with what I'm doing, versus the other people that were like, the world has me here, I this is unfair, the system's unfair, and I just I, it was just a perfect example, I think, of mentality and, and what it really means. It doesn't matter what you're doing at all. Yeah, and... Uh, that was a rant. I appreciate that rant. <laughs> I didn't breathe. <laughs> I actually blacked out there. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, you gotta put the mic I,
3: I had a great one-liner, but I didn't want to interject because I said if your your businesses fail a lot, you can just become president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Love I, th- it. I thought this was a pro-Trump
0: <laughs> <done>. household. <laughs> I feel very threatened right now. The spider Wi-Fi. Nobody's <laughs> safe in this household. I like that. that
2: uh, that's a, sh- a shout-out to our Wi-Fi, which is uh, Hillary Clinton's email server.
0: Password will not be revealed, but <laughs> that is the name of the... People are going to be driving by stealing your, uh, your Wi-Fi, knowing yeah. our listener base. Uh,
2: I, I, I appreciate that rant, and that was uh, a uh, very uh, Frank the Tank-esque in uh, old school during it, the debate you know when he blacks out but has like <laughs> the greatest <laughs> response ever, and he's like, what happened? I, I just blacked out during that. So I appreciate that, and so I'll let, I'll let you go, but I have a
1: story echoing... Travis it's it's all on. that breath practicing you've been doing. We were wa- <laughs> No, no, we were watching a movie last night and uh Trav Trav's like, "You know what? When they do underwater scenes or any breath holding sort of exercise in movies, I like to hold my breath as well and see see if I can match how long they go underwater for. I, it's paying off, man. I, I it's all it's tell all this you talking uh,
2: you do. That's a little p- secret about video editing that mm. that could be done in a few <laughs> shots. So just be careful that you don't pass out. Well,
1: that's what I like to
0: see. I'm like, how realistic is your editor? You know what I mean? So in in Mission Impossible, the bad guy goes underwater in a truck. I see him go under. I go, Hoo! and I hold it and I make sure I'm like the editor knows what's real or fake and they got him in time. I didn't pass out.
2: Keep him, uh, keep him honest. Do you, uh, do you know what a good trick is for holding your breath? No. You want to uh, hyperventilate right before. Wim Hof. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna do a massive exhale, but you hyperventilate for about thirty seconds, as quickly as you can, and then like an extreme exhale, and then you bring it all in, and then that's what uh, apparently like uh, those free divers yeah, do, yeah. like that are going for pearls, so. Next time you're watching a flick and like you see that like water's approaching, Sometimes you yeah. it going.
0: Sometimes you don't have that preview of the water. Sometimes it just happens, like the car veers off. <laughs> and you, But that's realistic because in the scenarios, they're not in the car hyperventilating. You know, I got to be yeah. with them. Um, but sorry, we're off topic here. You are about to uh, yeah,
2: uh, say a something. Story. Yeah, so um, last weekend I was up in Collingwood for a uh, triathlon training camp for the, the long weekend. Okay. I have a wait. You completed your first
1: triathlon, right? I did a triathlon yes. last uh, August in Congaree Beach.
2: Thanks, buddy. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, first time I'd done it. Did a, did an Olympic distance, and uh, I'm doing my second one in San Francisco. What is the Olympic distance, quickly? Uh, so it'd be a kilometer and a half swim, a 40k bike ride, and then a 10k run.
1: And on average, the average person. How long does that take? So
0: a lifetime. Never. (laughs) A lifetime
1: of training, uh, a good race would be
2: like the benchmark would be if you could try to do it under three hours is regarded as a good race. So the first time I had done it and the only time I've done it, I was like without any form of a lot of them have like these special like triathlon uh, like Garmin watches. Yeah, they're tracking.
0: You're using like a Fitbit or like an Apple watch. I just raw dogged uh, it. Daniel
2: Wellington, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had, I went sans watch, no watch. I had no concept of time. Um, I'm just, I had a goal of trying to do it under three hours, which is kind of hilarious because I had no way of monitoring. Like, I, I, when the race pace, started, yeah. no idea of my pace, and uh, miraculously, I came in at two hours and fifty-seven minutes. Oh, wow. shout out! Which is, shout uh, out!
0: That's huge. Which is, yeah, That's awesome.
2: I was very pleased with, uh, and so. Anyways, I'm doing another race uh, in San Fran on June the 9th, and you start off on Alcatraz Island, and you swim that's from like Alcatraz. That's
0: like soon. You swim that bay? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. I'm normally uh, off there the- Sharks? sharks in that
2: water? 100%. Real shark-infested. Yeah. Uh, they're apparently low-lying sharks, because uh, that water is brine. Like, it's half fresh water, half salt water. Oh, okay. Uh, if you go on the other side, you're more likely to get nipped, but you just got to stay <laughs> in the middle of the pack- You'll be fine. Uh, And so I'm doing it with a buddy of mine, Dave Patton. Shout out to Dave. I know you're training hard as well. Um, (laughs) Shout out Dave. Shout out Dave. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so like this race I think will be even harder. And so uh, I'm part of the Toronto Triathlon Club and they do an annual – uh uh training weekend up in Collingwood they choose Collingwood because it 's got some of the best biking road biking
1: in ontario it's very because C- of the hills and
2: yeah very good hills so it you get like an extra hard workout uh and it's just very bike friendly they got like a lot of like good roads there and so i'm up there and uh I went up there without knowing anyone there's about thirty five people there, clearly like a lot of the people have been going up for many years i kind of it's skewed a little bit older probably around. 40 was the average age, and uh, the first night, uh, I was hanging out on the couch, and we were watching the Raptors game, and I, I started to speak with uh, with uh, one of the attendees there, this woman, and um, I was just, like, making small talk, kind of asking how she first got into the sport, and she told me, uh, like, this tale, and uh, it, uh, it really stuck with me in terms of just having kind of, like perspective on your life and so she was saying that she first got into it uh, when she was probably she said like 240 250 pounds so she was a little overweight and she was working as a nurse at the time and um, I think that day she had just found out uh, unfortunately her boyfriend had uh, been cheating on her and so she had called him like to break up with him She's feeling pretty low about herself. And then uh, someone came in to get treatment and had like some injury and uh, explained that the injury was from a triathlon. And she's like, what's a triathlon? And the person explained all about it. So it was in that moment, like one of her lowest moments, she's feeling like really down about herself. She decided like, you know what, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do a triathlon. And so that night she had like never really swam. She went into a pool and just tried to start ripping some laps. Didn't know how to swim, like, immediately, apparently, like, almost drowned and died. She had to get, like, pulled out of the water,
0: like, resuscitated. Uh, that ain't easy when you're 240 either. Probably took a couple people there, maybe a, one of those, like, uh, floating back braces too. I'm a lifeguard, not big deal.
2: Yeah, no, it uh, <laughs> would have been a tougher, tougher rescue, no doubt. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they retrieve her out and uh, resuscitate this woman. And uh, she, she, ha, she, she's gone on to do, like, Ironmans Man's and all of these races. So she, it was in that moment she made a decision to do, what uh, she deemed was
1: like a very difficult task, But she had put her mind to it. And then, um, so, so I'm guessing that she's quite fit when you spoke to her now, eh? She's well, she, she's quite
2: fit. But like, I thought that that was like the end of the story. I'm like, that's a lot of adversity. And she's like, Eric, I have more to tell you and uh i'm like i got the time and so
0: sorry first beer you ever had a beer before buddy it was a little uh, spilled everywhere he's got, got the, the time. time i think ruth shook it up a little bit she's <laughs> <laughs> trying to make you look bad yeah. Yeah. So you're like i got the time and then miller's like we got the beer miller beer and you, got you guys time started to clean <laughs> and you guys started talking <laughs> so okay. yeah
2: we um anyways uh i'll, I'll wrap this up but so this woman um, so she she overcomes that and then she was also telling me that uh, she she ended up having a brain tumor later in her life and she had this brain tumor that went undiagnosed for many years so she had it I think something like 12 years and it was towards the front of her head and it was pushing against one of these glands I didn't know you could have one for that
1: long that's crazy
2: well I guess it depends on like how fast they grow so I think yeah uh, producer SJ it's
3: a benign tumor Thank
2: you. Thank you very much. Fact check. (laughs) And it was uh, it was benign. So it wasn't uh, growing. It was like, I guess, stable, but it had all of these consequences. And so one of the consequences, which is crazy, is it was pushing against a gland that was basically telling HGH, human growth hormone, to continue to produce. And so it's supposed to get automatically turned off at a certain point. HGH, it's something we know that, like, some athletes, it's a banned substance. They use it. It's similar to – Baseball and stuff, right? Yeah, very similar, like, steroids. And so she kept growing. And so, like, she just kept growing, and uh, there was all these consequences. She ended up getting terrible arthritis. Like, her face itself, like, she's got, like, a bit of a bigger face, like, continued to grow. And she's just, like – Bigger than, like, she looks because she... Her body was continuously producing
0: Probably her this... her bones HGH. were still growing That's and stuff crazy. like that. That's yeah. crazy. Exactly.
2: And so, like, really, like, bad, uh, bad consequences. And all of these
1: doctors... W- for 12 years, this was going on. For
2: 12 years, her body is still cranking HGH. And she has horrific arthritis. The doctors would, like be super dismissive and be like yeah like it's all in your head um, literally though it is
0: yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah, right about one thing yeah. it's all in your head that
2: tumor yeah you're absolutely correct and so this woman um, she can no longer run she can no longer run because she has arthritis all in her body she she tried running the doctor said if you continue to run you'll be unable to walk by the time you're 60 so she this woman still battles and competes in Ironmans while speed walking um, But like Warrior sh- Yeah she's just like Telling me like The things that she's gone through And so You just recognize that Like Everyone's gonna take Their lumps in life Bad things are gonna happen to you Like that's just The reality of it But it's kind of How you respond And like she, she was one of the more Impressive people That I've spoken with And her mindset Of just like Yeah like I'll get through this And to focus on the next thing Was very impressive
1: Wow I, I mean So Not to get technical But don't you have to qualify it for Ironmans? Uh, I believe most Ironmans it's open registration. Oh, is it open? Okay. There's. Uh, I was gonna say that that must make it t- like if she's doing Ironmans, like she must be like cranking these speed walks. She was telling me the pace she walked. Like she told me um, well, she's got she's got HJ's flowing <laughs> through her veins. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Like legit, she wow. told me
2: her time for a 10k, and she wa- She speed walks a 10k at about the same pace that I run a 10k. Like six or seven miles an hour. Like she's chugging. Yeah. And wow. I, I, we went for a run on the last day. We went for this long run. <laughs> like <laughs> those big bones just get moving, and she, those she <laughs> So wait, how
1: how tall is she? Like like she. she kept she's a little shorter than I am. Ah, okay. Yeah. Wow.
2: Uh, probably yeah, six six two or so. Yeah. Um, I'm six three. Uh, so yeah, she's maybe. She's rounded it up shy. now, eh? Six. Th- <laughs> no her height is 6'2
0: yeah fact check
1: um that's a crazy story though
0: but an exact example of no matter like what my opinion is is yeah okay if our lives Robbie and I actually we struggle the opposite form our lives were kind of uh so easy and comfortable for us by our upbringing that we were kind of soft and we didn't have the mental fortitude to uh pursue our dreams because of it but uh now that we're on this whole journey and we understand mentality a bit more, my, my true belief, and I went through some adversity with a few hard concussions that like, took me out for a few years that I had to battle through. That gave me this perspective, really. Um, but it's it's I think no matter what, whether there's no even playing field, there's no easy, even playing field for everyone, if you have a shittier hand, like this, this uh, woman did, your choice is to either wallow in it or to face it head on and make something of it. And that's for everyone and for every scenario, and it's all mentality, it's all attitude. And Robbie has taught me a lot of that. Because even when we're doing monotonous jobs, I get a little bitter. Because I'm like, I just want to be a rock star, and like this is we're just moving boxes right now. And uh, and I'm just literally
1: he, we moved boxes for w- <laughs> for money the other morning. <laughs> yeah, I
0: threw my back out. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, anytime anytime I'm even remotely like, my attitude is going. Rob's like, dude, cheer up, life's good. And I'm like just that, just that little like recognize the attitude. We we turned we had a blast loading boxes the other day.
1: Yeah, it, textbook boxes moved like 500 of them onto yeah. shelves and like had to organize them. But just a
0: maker
2: of men
1: activity. <laughs> right
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'd like exactly. to say like me and me and that lady. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to equate and say that. Uh, you know, us moving boxes is anything like her journey, but it's a small example. Hers is a big example. It's super important. And I like that we touched on it, but I do want to keep moving because we only have so much time with you. Um, where did you go to high school? Uh, so I grew up in
2: Markham and I went to a uh, creatively named school called Markham District. High awesome. School. <laughs> nice. Very nice. creative
0: people, yes. Markham District High School. Uh, and so you were in high school. Did you have any... Hopes and dreams, or ideas of what you're gonna do. Like, what 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 did you think life was gonna ha- have in store for you from high school?
2: Uh, so when I was in high school, I wanted to be a doctor. Actually, oh no yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, I wanted to be a doctor for the majority of high school. Um, my mom, uh, my mom was a practicing nurse for many years, and uh, my mom did very, very well in uh, nursing school. So she did UFT nursing school and she finished uh, top of her class.
0: And that's an impressive nursing school too. Probably one of the top in Canada.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very good nursing school. My mom's very, uh, my mom's very good work ethic. She's a very, very hard worker, very smart person. And she, uh, she had an opportunity to go to med school because of how well she had finished. Uh, and uh, my mom and my dad had Bought a house like quite young, right? So they had bought the house while my mom was still in university, and so she had wanted to help support my dad because my dad, I think he did like one semester of university and then shut her down. <laughs> he was. Uh, <laughs> called he, it. he called it. He was like, "That's enough. Not for me." Well What school? What school did uh, he? He he did like a surveying uh, uh, program. My dad's actually very inspirational in his own right. My dad, uh, he went back to university when i was a kid and so he worked yeah and he did uh night school at uft scarborough and uh i think with the passage of time i've got a lot more appreciation for what a grind that is to raise a family work a full day at ibm go to night school i remember he used to do group projects and students would come over to the house so here my dad is in like his low 40s and there's like these 19 year olds hanging out in the house and they're like building a diaphragm or whatever they were working on. Diorama. 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 That was it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they built a diaphragm. Magical. <laughs> he was in uh, some medical program. Now. <laughs> uh, building a diorama, for instance. So he's inspirational in his own right. But anyways, my mom, she had an opportunity to, to do this didn't pursue it because she wanted to uh, to chip in. So when I was in high school, I wanted to be a doctor. That was that was the plan. And um, and this is something that like I kind of look back on and sort of regret a little bit is uh, I had gone to the uh, you know how they would do like the big university fair uh, like downtown. Yep. Yep. And so all the schools would be there, and you could go to all these different presentations. And so I went to, uh, I think it was a Queen's presentation on like their life science program. And uh, at the time I was I was struggling in uh, I think a couple of the math courses. Um, and so this was would have been in the fall. I remember it was like, it's really too bad because was like one specific presentation where the guy was talking about science and how at a certain point, like just the ability to be great at math is like important. He's like... I was in physics and I realized that physics at a certain point is just math. And I left physics and went to chemistry, realized that that was math. Yeah, and so, math. yeah, I I was just, I was concerned that I would, um, do like a life science program and then not get into medical school. And then I thought, I don't know if I'd want to just be like working in a lab, like kind of humming away in a lab. And so coming out of high school, I applied to a mix of half business programs and then half, uh life science slash like pre-med programs and ended up pulling the trigger on business because I'm like well that affords you a lot of different opportunities but um, I think looking back maybe I should have uh, taken a bit of a gamble but it was just one of those moments where I was feeling shaky on some of those subjects that were yeah. required and it, it just it was a bit of a perfect storm and I think my mom specifically like try to not influence me because she didn't want me i think to like try to follow her footsteps and then things not work out and then she didn't want to have some of that onus on her so she wasn't really pushing me one way or the other but i thought i was gonna go into medicine end up going to western for uh, for business
1: what up go stangs i was i was just thinking about do you remember up at camp when someone challenged you to you were studying for some course, or you're reading some sort of business book, and someone challenged Rich you. Rich dad, poor dad. Yeah, yes. Yo, to, was. To, 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 to every day, it was like every day at lunch, you had to come in and like give some business advice to the whole audi- to the whole camp. Uh, while everyone's in the lodge having lunch, Eric would come up on the mic and <laughs> give some advice He'd be from like, this book. S- save a do- save
0: ten percent of every paycheck you get, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and with
2: compounding interest. I I think I gave some Like really uh, Shaky advice So (laughs) If anyone acted on it uh, (laughs) Please like Seek like a Professional financial advisor Because I was given Some like outlandish uh, You've come a
1: long way Advice
2: Yeah That was was early days That that book uh, I don't think I actually uh, Ended up finishing the book But I quoted a lot of passages, uh, for the camp. And so I hope there weren't too many impressionable young, uh, yeah, it's not like a camp filled
0: with impressionable young people or anything.
2: You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: another, another story I wanted to bring up as well that, that came up this morning when, when Trav and I were talking, um, so, so you just mentioned you, you chose the, the business program at Western and, uh, Trav and Trav and I both went to Western obviously, but, uh, my first year, when Kyle Morris was in that play, do oh, do, do right. you remember this? Yeah. So, so, Trav was talking about how he was out at the pilot last night, and one of his buddies was in a play, and he was saying how a bunch of all his friends, like they went pre for it, and they were like cheering them on, like at the play and stuff. Do you remember this though? When we went to that play, we had a little pre drink before, and we and we, before yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we and we got in there before play. Yeah, and and we got in there. And uh, we started hooting and hollering a little bit uh, for, for Kyle. And then there was that old couple that was sitting right in front of me. <laughs> and I, they, I they remember this like it was yeah. yesterday. <laughs> uh, so they come out to,
2: I guess, what would be best be described as uh, uh, like interpretive dance for the first like five <laughs> minutes. And... Again, no lines are being said. They're coming out to music and doing like just like some hilarious interpretive dance and <laughs> Kyle Morris, our dear friend, affectionately known as Big Sexy, <laughs> was uh dancing Shout and big sexy and we had a few beers on us and if, if you're gonna hoot and holler during a play, it's during the intro where you're interpretive dancing, no words are being said. And so <laughs> we're we're going banana lands and we're shouting uh, Big Sexy, Big Sexy <laughs> And you have to imagine that for the majority of the audience, these are parents that presumably have driven from Toronto, like a lot of Western <laughs> students are from. This is a big thing. They Their children have probably been talking to him about this play for the last few months. This is a big moment. And here come some hooligans that tailgated before an <laughs> English major play, and we're just going, big, sexy, big, sexy. <laughs> And having the time of our lives, (laughs) cheering on our buddy, (laughs) and this— are we allowed to swear on this? Yes. Fuck shit poop. Okay. Uh, This. uh, this, Poop's not a swear. swear. This dad turns to us and like his face is red as a red as an apple, and he just says, "Will you guys please shut the fuck up?" (laughs) (laughs) Like so goddamn angry and like just like fucking glaring at us. Yeah,
1: the dirtiest look. The dirtiest look. Like, just
2: venom. He's like, will you guys please just shut the fuck up? Like, just <laughs> yeah. ruining uh, this guy's night. Um, <laughs> I still attest that we didn't do anything wrong. Um, we didn't, you brought the energy? Yeah, we are just trying to support it. Was it the, like, like, again, music is just pumping. there. like, doing some weird, like, <laughs> some nice <laughs> dance to the music. And so we, um, we made the decision that, at uh, intermission that I think we've seen enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we left. Yeah. We, we left before we got in a scrap uh, in the stands. That, that would have been a nice fun
0: play. Yeah. These guys were like, I'm sitting at the pile last night and they're like, yeah, we went to uh, Fraser's play. We all got drunk before. And, like we brought the energy and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, is that what you're supposed to do before a play? Like, is that like, is that what the play community wants? Like, it's one thing at a rock show. It's another thing at, at a, a serious play at like university of Toronto. Producer
2: SJ wants to pipe in on drinking and playing. You know,
3: you know what's not struggling for money? Rock shows and sports. And you want to know what? They let their fans yell. Exactly. Yes. Maybe theater needs to take this on.
0: Th- theater, if you're listening here, which you're not, because why <laughs> are, are we big the, in the, the theater, theater community, community. <laughs> uh, the only reason why your art may be dying uh, is that you don't let your fans get drunk and hoot and holler except for probably like Book of Mormon and like
1: those like style yeah the real rowdy ones I, I think the last musical I went to I uh, I probably caught a couple of Z's like mid play not surprised and you then. sleep through every movie <laughs> I've ever watched with you but, a play
3: are you but, fucked the, the proof is in the pudding right there. The Book of Mormon has been incredibly successful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's coming back to Toronto. I was actually looking at I this know, this morning. I haven't morning. seen it yet. I'm I haven't seen either, and I want. not Let's so. go as a group. Let's all go. Yes.
2: Adults. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I'll see it again. So cultured. Very it's good. good. I actually, like, funny that we're talking about this in, like, theater might etiquette. Buy tickets right now. I, I'm... Uh, I, I'm a big theater guy Oh Are uh, no you really Yeah like growing up uh, Our families always go down To the Stratford uh, Theater Festival I've been there a couple times as Yeah well. It's uh, As much as we're um, We're taking a bit of a poo poo On it I think uh, Live theater is like A very impressive thing
1: Actually I enjoy it And quite it a could bit, be yeah. improved yeah, upon
2: <laughs> with, with more booze And more hooting and hollering mm-hmm. and, uh, But I think overall Like it's it's pretty cool like the energy that they create um actually I, uh for my dad's birthday i bought uh, bought us a pair of tickets to go see uh, come from away cool so we could go see that together i've seen that yeah uh, it apparently it's yeah. incredible yeah yeah it C- was good
0: okay can we um let's reel it in these, the these tangents are hilarious by the way that was fucking hilarious uh big sexy big sexy <laughs> big sexy big
2: sexy big sexy <laughs>
0: uh so you're in high school you I, I had a similar experience man i i went to high school i wanted to be an engineer and architect And it was actually one bad teacher that that shook me a little bit. Um, He didn't like me. And I was good at math. I was good at physics. uh, But my chemistry teacher didn't like me. And I struggled in his class because I was just uninterested. And I did a careers project on my cousin who's a pilot. And he's like, buddy. He's like, you fly planes around the world. You get paid good money. You're a badass. And then I, well that one career's project changed my entire path. I went I went to school to be a pilot instead of an engineer. But it's funny how it's such a, these decisions. Only now reflecting back, I didn't think it was that huge of a swing in my life, but that changed everything. So you went to a business school. Were you an Ivy? You were pre-Ivy at Western, and you went through the process, and they they basically probably brainwashed you, and you came I, out Ivy. Like,
2: Ivy brainwashed me. I I know for, no, sh- I, for sh- Ivy did for sure. Yeah, they brainwashed so? me enough for me to go back, double dip, give them another <laughs> 60k, because I was I was in deep. Uh, I Ivy Ivy is a very good business school, but Ivy also very good business model. <laughs> very yeah, it maybe the best business of all time.
0: Uh, <laughs> they're a good business school because they're extracting so much money. That's the best people to learn from.
2: Yeah, no, they, um, if you want to learn how to make money, I guess model your behavior after them. Uh, <laughs> they, they're, they're a good school, but they, um, I, I think, I think it is important to fill your students with, uh, confidence and to make them, uh, uh, sort of believe in themselves and believe in their ability. That being said though, uh, especially more so in the HBA program, in the undergrad program, I think, uh. You leave the program um, feeling maybe a little too uh, too confident, a little too uh, like like you
0: change your Instagram to future CEO. You start putting money yeah. emojis on your stuff. Yeah, like
2: they, they make you believe that like uh, right companies will be clamoring. Uh, to hire you and that you will come in as like on a riding a white horse like a savior and (laughs) the world is yours yeah and that they'll be yeah exactly like it's amazing you guys were like even operating before you hired me like it's okay like (laughs) daddy's here now like let me let me let me take the wheel Um, but in reality like you've done like a few cases which is like (laughs) yeah great like Good, good on you uh, and so I I think that like you, Ivy students and probably like Queens and some other business schools you just you come in a little too hot and you come in with this like false uh, belief uh, that like they've just been clamoring to hire you and like the good thing is the companies will usually beat that out of you pretty quick and, and you'll learn some humility um, in like a year or two because you realize that The world doesn't work that way and every company is also filled with very smart people and very great people and just because you went to Ivy doesn't necessarily mean you're any better like one it just means that your parents probably had some money to help (laughs) send you there and that there are probably much smarter people that may have taken your spot if they were born into better circumstances but
0: other <laughs> than that attitude i'm impressed with ivy oh do you want do you want to comment something on ivy put the mic up to your so uh, i told my friend's sister that i was dating someone from and he happened to like graduate from ivy
1: sorry is this yeah, that's it? close okay. enough yeah and she her reaction was like i was dating a fucking rock star and oh. i was like i didn't get it now Very now good. I get it. Th- yes,
0: <laughs> interesting. Uh, you, you She's <laughs> absolutely correct, though. She's <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't wrong, but she got she got lucky with that prediction. No, Ivy, Ivy is a good school. It is, um, and Ivy's uh, the big reason why I'm even sitting here. Like they, it was through their new venture program that this jewelry company started, uh, their new venture project. Sorry, uh, it was in the. Um, entrepreneurship divisions that they've since set up, like Propel at Western, that we got funding. I went through two years of incubators. Um, and and the guys who I did the, the project with, Ivy had taught them a lot of cool stuff on how to start a business. And that's where I learned all this. And it, it is a good school. But boy, were they like future CEO mindset, like... You know, they're, they're talking about, like, product market fit, like, SWOT analysis. Like, they, like they've like they been running Mattamy Homes for 20 years. You know what I mean? SWOT this. Let's SWOT yeah. that. <laughs> like, need
2: a SWOT up in here, <laughs> for Christ's sake? Uh, I now, do SWAT I, I do a
0: SWOT analysis for every decision I make. Like, do I go to the bathroom right now? I have to pee. It's the middle of a podcast. I'm doing a SWOT in my mind, <laughs> and I'm going to sit here because yeah. there's probably only 15 minutes left. Oh, it's on video, is, though. Is the mic
1: is, It's on yet? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so I've had so wait, many friends. Wait, wait, no, do you have something to say? I was just making sure that you.
3: I was going to say your threat is way really bigger than the opportunity of going
0: to pee. <laughs> You think my threat of peeing myself is bigger than the opportunity? Of I, think,
3: I think the threat of leaving to go pee oh. is is not as big as the opportunity. Of peeing, <laughs> you're right. Of, of sta- and and the SWAT up has as proved as itself a
0: useful tool once again. Yeah. Thanks, Ivy. If
3: uh, as, your as strength st- is staying through this, I yeah. do have an
0: iron bladder. That's what they called yeah. me in high school.
1: We've done no. an, <laughs> We've done an episode before where someone left the microphone off the entire time. So, off w- my off? sister actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is
3: on. No, that, no, no, I w- wanted to make sure it
1: was on that, like we didn't have we a. We did repeat. an episode
0: with my sister and her husband, and uh, her entire episode of Mike was off. I had to cut her. <laughs> I had to cut her out of the entire yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out, Kirsty. <laughs> yeah. Your
2: poor sister. She's like, is it available to listen to? No, not yet. <laughs> no. I was like, a month later, it's still not not
0: available. Um, uh, that's th- taking a long time to edit. So you guys, you guys obviously went to Ivy, so you know it. You're good, right?
3: You know what? I, uh, I'm i also a double Western attendee, but uh, I did science, so I did a real degree. Oh. Um,
0: yeah. That science is tough, and you're probably the only girl.
3: Yeah, you want to all... Yeah, that was it. Only one of us. <laughs> they only accept one each year. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that's what the are the point
1: requirements point. as being the uh the chosen female in a Um
3: not not much, just apply. That's uh,
1: it. okay.
0: <laughs> one, o- <laughs> one application, one attend. Yeah, so definitely
3: I have uh some some grievances towards the undergrad Ivy crew. Had a lot of my, a lot of good friends from that program, but lost uh, a lot of good men out there, eh? Yeah. Playing Yo, for you. the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna know the real struggles? Like go do an engineering degree. You know? undergrad like you're those fucking people, right you want to get in the trenches yeah. my Do ex-girlfriend labs yeah. have labs at 7 a.m
0: i i I, I never questioned engineering after seeing what my ex-girlfriend did at western i was like first of all ivy's tr- like like literally you guys don't work they're like oh i just did a 48 my girlfriend's literally like inhaling like uh she didn't actually Rose? do adderall, but like she's like inhaling, like snorting <laughs> hypothetical ADD pills to say just uh, yeah. Science
3: kids love <laughs> to use the biochem stuff to their advantage.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though it was a tough program. Big
3: pharmaceutical supporters. So yeah. shout out to the engineers
0: out there. They don't give you the attitude like you're yeah. God's gift. In fact, they beat you down, and yeah. they're like
3: they they do have the slogan that engineers run the world. That's so they're not at that humble. Science is much more humble. I would say. Okay. Sorry. Is that actually the engineers Is that a
1: bird or be oh My, uh, motto or slogan? Yeah. Wow. Uh
0: I know some contractors that will probably say differently. Uh they are not fans of engineers. Um or no, it's different. It's the architects that they're not fans of. Engineers make it <laughs> exist okay. and That's architects another struggle. Um but so you're at Ivy. Uh, I did y- Ivy though, y- and you you did the MBA only though. You did science then MBA. Did the MBA have that same like we're gonna run your shit?
3: No, definitely definitely some more humility because we'd seen some shit, actually. You know, yeah. some more life experience coming into that program. Um, I'll like if I think the whole time I kept saying like this this is hilarious. Like on content, the MBA is hilarious in my mind. Like it's not rocket science. Okay. So people will be like It's so tough I'm like yeah Like your days are busy But, but nothing I, compared I got, to You get participate can, can we just get this On, on record here <laughs> Ivy gives marks For participation Even if it's wrong
1: You just and put your hand up And you're like I like the heavily. color blue Should And they're like Five marks Okay Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You heard it here skill. All you Ivy kids
3: Yeah You just have a loud mouth That's it That's Ivy
2: Just get your shots in yep.
3: <laughs> Yeah. I didn't get participation marks What is the percentage
2: I have it's to usually about 30% yeah. of your grades. Where's the bathroom? Yeah. Do You want to take me, Ruth? You guys
1: keep yeah. going, Rob. Okay. Um, wanna know, um, straight through the hallway got to your right. Have you indoctrinated? Okay.
3: All okay. um, support.
2: Yeah. Uh, we got three, three mics going.
1: I learned that you have a boat. The Bismarck. The Bismarck. Yeah, I'm a proud yes. yacht
2: owner. Member of the Queen City Yacht Club.
1: Yes. Bought the old girl in uh twenty
2: sixteen <coughs> with uh four other friends. So I'm one of five investors in the
1: Bismarck. And who are who are the other five or the other four? Do I know them? Are they camp guys?
2: Yeah, so the original uh group was myself, uh Adam Seaborn. Yes. Uh Mike Joyce, who uh has since been bought out. He um. uh he moved out to British Columbia, so another Kilku guy, uh Mark Wilson, bought him out. Not a not a tough buyout though. We we bought the boat uh, between the five of us. It was 300 bucks each. So uh oh,
3: not bad. This is good information <laughs> for me who might buy the boat next.
2: Yeah. Oh, you you want a piece? You're you're trying to get I in know, on. We th-
3: might buy the boat.
2: Oh, the uh, whole uh, boat. SJ has her own uh, buyers group. We're looking to sell the Bismarck, and we've got another 22 uh, foot Tanzer lined up that uh, might be Bismarck so 2.0. That's, that's 1500. You I heard, heard you out. Ra- 1500. Good to know. Let the record show. no depreciation though all the (laughs) depreciation had occurred well before we bought it
3: it's a starting point okay you know our starting offer
1: we'll take the negotiations
2: offline post podcast
1: uh how about this graham reed he got a boat uh last year he found it he found it online somewhere this guy was giving it away for free Mm -hmm. and people were lined up at this place to get this boat Graham ends up being the one that walks away with this huge boat, like 36 feet. Like, um, that's a that's big like, vessel. Like, that's fo- like, like, a lot of like, boat. Like, yeah. like, a, like a vessel, like sailing ship, like one of the ones you go under and like there's bedroom. Oh, no and, shit. And oh, and silver and bullet. And Thank you. Poor's uh, <laughs> diet, why not? Graham's, Graham's plan is to revamp the whole thing and he's going to live on this boat.
2: That's a great idea. Um, my only caution would be you don't want to live on the boat probably for more than five years. You start to go a little crazy. Uh there's a <laughs> <laughs> there's How are you speaking from <laughs> like
1: past experience? I I've yet
2: to live on the boat.
1: Uh I know myself too well that Could uh, you live on the Bismarck?
2: No, not not well. It wouldn't be a good life. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could
1: you could I guess uh D U Cohen has a boat, it's called the Bismarck. He owns with four other buddies. That's awesome. And that's what we were just talking about. That's oh man if uh, if you'll have me on again maybe for season three of too
2: many jams we could go out to sea and, uh, and fil- uh, dude film for and season record. three
1: let's do
0: that next month <laughs> I'll come on as much as you guys will have me perfect well'll uh,
1: we'll we will we will lock you in I'll send we you the uh, do a the double google episode, invite
0: eh?
3: yeah
0: from the Bismarck
3: hey, Eric, Eric and I on the on this what's that we have regular wisdom sessions in the house so uh we can, we can
0: Which do a wisdom is? session on you the boat g- yeah. Okay, perfect. We could um, have a
2: quarterly meeting, too. So something that we adopted from the Bismarck is um, the Bismarck, in order to keep an even keel... well, I love it, Love it. Puns. We, uh, we have an annual general meeting <laughs> where all the members of the boat uh, gather, usually in the off-season, so the winter. Before the meeting can begin, we finish, uh, between the five of us, a bottle of whiskey... As captains do. As captains do. We're pretty boozed up. We go through an agenda. We talk about any capital expenditure for the year. We air our grievances. The rule for the airing of the grievances is you're allowed to air one grievance (laughs) for each member of the Bismarck. And while your grievance is being aired at you, you have to sit there and you accept it. You cannot rebuttal. There's no comments. You just sit there, you eat your grievance, and then you go on to the next one. And then it ends with uh, elections. Everyone has a role, right? There's a Commodore, Vice Commodore, Head of Sailing Technology. <laughs> uh, all these different roles that get sorted out. This and and we adopted that from the people who uh, we bought the boat off. We bought it off of some other Kilku boys, Alan Bean, uh, uh, Chippy, and Inky. Uh, and Great names. They, uh, they had been doing it Strong for years. Names. And the legends of their meeting. So they have a little locker on the island, so it's very tight quarters. They would go over in the dead of winter. One year, Alan... Uh, I hope it's fine I'm telling this story. He drank way too much whiskey to begin the meeting and he lost the ability to speak. He could, <laughs> could no longer talk. Uh, didn't just, that, just lost that uh, functionality. And so when it was his turn to air the grievances, he stood up and he would point and he tried as best as he could to communicate what had been bothering him all year long through groans and months <laughs> and just like body language. And then they're like, very (laughs) very good, Alan, very good. And he sat down and... uh, There was a mutiny that year. There was a great (laughs) mutiny. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you got the Bismarck, in a mutiny. In a mutiny. And they actually ended up buying a bigger piece. They got a real nice boat called the Hood. And if you're a history buff, uh, the Bismarck during World War II was a German battleship. And it sunk uh, the Hood, which was the prize of the British Navy. Sunk the Hood. British Navy was demoralized. The Hood got trapped in the North Atlantic in a great battle, and the Bismarck ended up sinking. Uh, So my grandparents, who are British and like remember history, are still (laughs) appalled that we have a boat called the Bismarck, which was a (laughs) legendary Nazi warship. (laughs) And uh, but we told them it's bad luck to change the name. So the Bismarck. Peace so badly. I like. Another t- another <laughs> tough look too is the QCY sees a lot of older cats who <laughs> still have uh, back in their m- m- minds there they still have some uh, some memories at the fucking yacht club and uh, so that's oh, our piece. Oh, I fucking um, love it. The story comes full circle though in the sense that our house has adopted the AGM structure. Nice. But because we what's, lo- the, what's the AGM? AGM is the annual general meeting that we do for the oh, Bismarck okay, yes. and. Uh, I guess uh, so I live with two women and uh, we're a bit more like structured and organized and I guess when you live with people more stuff comes up so we do a quarterly house meeting where we also have a nice dinner drinks and we bring in some friends to moderate it so we usually have a three friends are the independent moderators (laughs) and they'll moderate one of them will be taking feverish minutes we do our agenda we also air our grievances uh, Q3's meeting got a little ugly towards the end. <laughs> uh, it was a bit of a spectacle.
3: Eric wasn't drinking, so some of us were overcompensating for that fact. Okay, because it of the triathlon. It was a spicy tequila. Oh, and a picante! Tequila.
0: <laughs> and you're like, Eric, I don't like your face. What's going on here? B- basically. I'll say
2: this: like when you're on the wagon and everyone around you is very much off the wagon. Things are a little more hurtful. You don't have booze to help soften the blow. And so I was just very stone cold sober and I'm taking these grievances. <laughs> and
1: uh, so, to, to clarify once and for all, I'm always confused. On are, the, wagon on, means on on the wagon. on the wagon.
2: Yeah, I looked it up on Wikipedia one time. On the wagon <laughs> is like it's a turn. like the wagon refers to like a water wagon. So back in the day, if you said, I think during wars, like if you're hanging out on the water wagon, you're on the water. So on the wagon is you're on a wagon full of water, just <laughs> drinking water. I don't really drink too often. I mean, this is my second beer and it's probably a sh- little after one o'clock. But for the boys in this podcast, I'm having a beer. What's if you
3: want the official definition, yes, on the wagon is informal meaning towards an alcoholic, abstaining from drinking in a sentence, Agnes was thinking of going on the wagon again.
0: <laughs> good okay. for Agnes. Thank you. Good fact check. <laughs> also, Very good. your neighbor's just I pumping some quick, tunes quick right here. Okay. here. okay, yeah. Uh, so, up. so when I left, we were you talking You guys about
3: need bigger bladders.
0: Yeah, bad bladders out here. Also, I did drink a boatload of Coronas last night, literally buckets of Coronas, a Bismarck of Coronas, if you will. Um, I think that's amazing I do want to get on your boat um, wh- we were talking about how you got indoctrinated by Ivy and then you got into real estate and like was there any p- points along that journey where you had doubts or second thoughts or you were just you were in the path and you liked it and like what, what was your kind of thoughts there coming out of Ivy even, or even coming out of the why'd you go into the NBA and, and, and a little bit about that decision
2: yeah um I, um, my undergrad Ivy experience was, for the most part, it was was pretty good. I, uh, overall, like, I, I enjoyed the NBA a lot more. More applied? More applied. I, to be perfectly frank, I, I think I liked the people in the NBA program more. I'm living with two of them from school. And I think, um, during the undergrad program, I felt, um, I think I felt a bit overwhelmed and a little. Uh, I lacked some confidence because there were a lot of people coming in uh, who, at least on the outside, appeared like very dialed and impressive, and they had parents who were investment bankers and parents who were consultants, and they came in with like a very clear idea of what they wanted to do when the program was done. And so I felt, I felt a little uh, lost uh, and a little out of my element and. So I made the decision, so Ivy's only a two year program, everybody gets a summer job, the idea is between third and fourth mm-hmm. year, and the uh, part of it is if you do a good job during your summer job, then you might get an offer at the end of the summer, and yep. so a lot of people are coming back to their second year of Ivy with their offer locked in. And I made the, the choice that I was gonna go back to Kilku. Um,
0: so Kilku is a camp that... Uh, is it's a choice you might get judged for as well? in IVA they were very judgmental and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, like it uh, it it is very um, very bizarre. Like I would say I would have been part of like maybe one percent of people that didn't get like a quote unquote uh, business job. But uh, during the summer when you chose to summer, go back to camp. Yeah. Yeah. And so I it was a tough decision, um, but I had an opportunity to be uh, senior staff there and to work uh was my at fans boss at one camp. point. Yeah, well, he went to Ivy, so naturally,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh,
2: Robbie was uh, a pleasure to work with. Uh, he did. Uh, he taught at the River, which is what I did for many years there. Mm-hmm. So, I guess uh, in a roundabout way, so I made that decision, and um, I did it with the help of one of my professors there, who I was quite close with, who coincidentally is also a Kilku guy, and the Kilku network runs deep shockingly deep uh they're they're everywhere and so he was he provided me some good advice and I remember he said to me he's like listen like going to KillQ yeah like it's probably gonna be a career limiting move <laughs> uh <laughs> at least like in the immediate like maybe five like four or five years out of school but in the long term listen like we we also have like a lot of work ahead of us like it's gonna come out in the wash so I made that I made that choice and it, uh, it it did contribute to it being very tough for me in my final year to get like a full-time job. Um, and so I uh, I made the decision to uh, go travel for six months. Fuck so yeah. After school, I went traveling with uh, three other buddies also from Kilku and uh, we, we went for a six-month rip. We did uh, Israel for two weeks. We did India for five weeks ripped around uh, Thailand, uh, Vietnam, Indonesia, uh, Australia, New Zealand. And you know what, like, I I don't regret it at all. It was a great, it was a great six months and got to see a lot of the world, went backpacking. Uh, I think it's not too often where you have a nice little pocket like that in your life where you can just fuck off and... It's a beautiful feeling when you wake up and you don't have any responsibilities and you do like exactly what you want to do that day and you're just living L.I.V.I.N.
0: You're <laughs> <laughs> killing me today. That's awesome, man. I, that, that's like a, a really good, uh, like fun note to end this on. Uh, Robbie and I have yet to, Robbie traveled for a couple months. I, I've only traveled with my family Uh, we've yet to kind of have that experience and uh i'm doing a little bit of the opposite because my career is less my my career if it goes well i'll be able to have these opportunities later and i don't want to delay getting there uh so we've decided to forego some of the pleasures of being uh a traveling youth but uh i i think if i was doing your route that's the right move. I think you made the right choice. And as you're sitting here right now with your job, I don't think you could regret it at all. Like you have the job, things worked out, you're, you're working in a place you like. It seems like your mentality is stable. You have a, as I said, a great house, great roommates, great friends around.
1: Kind of like a, kind of like a stick it to the man. Um, stick it to the maniosis. It, yeah. Stick it to the maniosis move on, on your part, you know, like they, 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 they like drill into your heads that you should be getting jobs and stuff. And you're like, I'm going to go to camp after I'm going to travel. I'm not going to get that job. And here I am like still doing all right afterwards, you know, with my yeah. degree.
2: I'm very happy. Things, things have a way of kind of working themselves out and, uh, surrounded by people that love me and I have very good friends and a lot of support and, uh, I feel like I have a really full life and a lot of, a lot of joy in my life. So things worked out very nice.
0: That's awesome, maybe to wrap it up and it's okay if you don't or if, if anyone has something but is there is there anything you'd like to say or like anything you any mantra you live by or any last piece of sign-off advice that you guys would like to give as a literal youth basketball team behind us is making a bunch of noise
3: I might have to go yell at the kids
0: yeah
3: <laughs> I uh, mine is more as your temporary producer I think uh, I might have an idea for a show okay and I'm saying this because I'm sticking to that monotonous comment you made earlier on jobs and, and talking about rock stars and stuff like that. I think you guys need to interview a rock star and ask them how monotonous doing the Ooh. same set is 100 days in a row on tour. That's, uh,
0: that's a great idea. It's not, it's not that we haven't tried. Yeah. We have a few rock star uh, connections. Apparently very hard to get a rock star to give you an hour of their yeah. time uh, well, oh, <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, perhaps monotonous is a mentality then that, that, what we always said from reaching out to our currently successful celebrity friends, we realized that we want to do it differently when we get there. Like yeah. I know they're busy, but you guys are fucking busy. You, everyone's fucking busy. Everyone's busy. Yeah. If, if, if you, if you so can't, busy. if you can't give it so busy, you're <laughs> 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 like huge day, I got to send an email, maybe p- plant a mint leaf in the garden. Um,
3: I, I did have some work to do, but oh, yeah. this is more important.
0: But but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you can't find an hour to give to someone, you know, like, like I, we, we've decided that we're going to be the people's rock stars, you know. Um, do all
3: rock stars say that, though, when they start?
0: I, I'd like to think not, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will absolutely know. not return calls. Left yeah. you a poll. <laughs> No, we're gonna be the people's rock stars. We're sticking to it because this is we're we're held accountable. It's on video. It's on tape. We've said it, and and we say it to all our friends. It's like our promise. We're like, please support our dreams because we are going to be, we're gonna be the people's rock stars. You're gonna get all the perks. You're gonna get all the all the stuff. So we've said it so many times. If we didn't, uh, our uh, we would lose fans immediately, yeah. and friends, and family probably. I've, my sister every day she's like oh i'm so jealous that you don't you get to work from home today i'm like don't worry it's all coming back you're <laughs> going to get all the perks so i would lose family <laughs> um sorry, you got to you got to use a mic oh, sorry. <laughs> she's still salty that my podcast that that, that her her recording oh, didn't make she's it so on salty that her mic didn't work <laughs> um Eric, anything, uh, anything you want to to piece out yeah,
2: on? Yeah,
1: last comments.
2: I'll close on uh, this quote uh, that the race is long, but in the end, it's only with yourself. Okay, love it. I love like it.
1: that. It. Who said that?
0: Eric, S- S- Eric did. Eric,
2: I just said <laughs> it. <laughs> <And that's> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's from a, a great uh, <laughs> commencement address called uh, "Wear Sunscreen." And it's one of the <laughs> lines in it. Uh, Honestly, if you have uh, a few minutes to spare, I would uh, give that a listen. But it's a line that means a lot to me that uh, just just try to be the best version of yourself. You don't need to compare yourself to any people. And uh, just remember, yeah, the race is long, but in the end, it's only with
1: yourself.
0: And on that note, Roberto, we'll
1: see you next
0: Tuesday. In
3: May of 1941, the war had just begun. The Germans had the biggest ship that had the biggest guns The Bismarck was the fastest ship that ever sailed the sea On her decks were guns as big as steers and shells as big as trees Out of the cold and foggy night came the British ship, the Hood And every British seaman he knew and understood They had to sink the Bismarck, the terror of the sea Top those guns as big as steers and those shells as big as trees we
4: find the term.